welcome to another episode of Have a Nice Apocalypse. I am one of your co-hosts, Marcelo Pico, editor-in-chief of Talk Film Society, here with uh, the other co-host of this fine show that looks at the works of Richard Kelly, more specifically Southland Tales. With me, as always, is Marcus. Hey, Marcus. Hey, everybody. Hey, Marcelo. How are you doing, Marcelo? What's up, Marcelo? Hello, Marcus Irving. I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, Marcelo, I gotta say. Oh, I gotta say, Marcelo. Oh, yeah, brother. Uh, That that was more Hogan, I guess. I don't know, old wrestling. Come on. Was Hulk Hogan doing a Randy Savage uh, um, thing? You know, was he like cribbing off of Randy Savage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hulk Hogan's a, a fraud. It's it's, it's yet another um, reason why we shouldn't like Hulk Hogan, right? Right. But we do have to admire uh, Hulk Hogan's uh, 12-inch penis. Yeah. Um, and Terry Bollea's 6-inch <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> For those wondering what, okay. we're, what we're talking about, Google it. Also, hello, new listeners. Um, yeah, Google Hulk Hogan's penis. <laughs> so, Hogan okay, penis. what I was, was going to say, Marcelo, is I've had a bit of a rough go of it lately. Oh, no. I had a, I had a little bit of a crisis. Yeah, for those... I'm not talking about what you think I'm talking about, Oh, Marcelo. wait. Okay, so let's back up a bit before you get into back your up. crisis. Okay. Who are we? Um, sure, you, you heard at the beginning, up top, I just said this is a Richard Kelly South Antilles podcast, but... Yeah. Um, this is Marcus's favorite movie of all time, Southland Tales. Yeah. Right? Uh, I yeah. I am here along for the ride. I think it's a good movie. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fr- frankly, I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about it as we continue with this episode. But, hey, you know what? Uh, uh, this series, so far, so good. Because uh, we go through each... Uh, yeah. we, go th- we go through the movie chapter by chapter, uh, as broken down by the Arrow Blu-ray release... Um, and we bring on guests uh, sometimes, and we have a guest today on this episode, which yeah, we'll we which we'll talk we will to later. Not name, yeah, no, I, no, no, no. Get your guesses in now, I guess. Send but, them uh, in. We will not name them yet. Send them in to marking the marks at Google. No, sorry, marking the marks at, at gmail dot com. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said Google dot com. Figure out how to spell that yourself. Yeah, marking so, the marks. Uh, uh, okay, so that's who we are. We're doing a South Antos podcast. This is the intro. We'll get to a guest later. But for now, Marcus, what's your crisis? And and also, I should say, uh, uh, people may have missed out. Uh, go to our Patreon on Talk Film Society. Talk Film Society's Patreon. I forget the link. Was it patreon.com slash talk from society uh, and, and listen to our thinner commentary. And, uh, and uh, we did a commentary for Stephen King's thinner. That, yeah, that movie did. from 19, was it 96 or 94? I forgot yeah, already. We've all heard of it. Yeah. We all know what thinner is. Uh, but Marcus and I caught up there. And uh, as far as I know, you've told me all of the crises you've had over the last few weeks, but what, what else could yeah. there be? I, I'll, I'll just I'll just say like I, I mean I had a sprained ankle for a few weeks that was a bit of a problem but like who cares I can get over an injury um, sure it's but a fle- it's nothing but a flesh wound as they say as they uh, say the Black in, Knight yeah in the Black Knight um, in the, great the Green Knight sorry great movie by David uh, Lowry. <laughs> Uh, but no, the real crises that happened to me the real problem that really affected my life deeply. I don't know how this happened, but oh no. somehow oh no. I misplaced 
My Southland Tales Arrow Blu-ray. What? Marcus. I, lo- I lost it. Wait. I don't a, know where it is. Wait a second. What's going on I here? I know. This I know. is... What episode? I don't even know what episode this is. We've been doing this for... Oh, uh, fucking it's, 15, it's, something, 15 something it, like that. I think it's been well over a year since we started this, I think. I don't even remember yeah. when we started it. Project's gone too long. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, it, hey, it was set to end this month. I remember that. I remember saying last year, <laughs> I remember saying last year, I plotted out this podcast series that's going to go through February 2022, which seemed like it was yeah. so far away. But yet here now we it's are. it's going to end in like November. Yeah. Probably. Yet here we are, and I don't know how many more episodes uh, we have left. Um, this is, yeah. uh, this is uh, episode 15 of the series. Episode 15 of the series. Yeah. yeah. But what so, happened? Okay, so this, this Arrow Blu-ray release... We've been hyping it, not, not 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 hyping it. I mean, we have to talk about it because that's what we're using as our guide through this journey yeah. of Southland Tales. But how could you, Marcus, the Southland Tales expert, lose your copy of Southland Tales? I don't know, Marcelo. It is a great shame to me. I'm not very well organized. I will say that. I kind of just have shit all over the place. <laughs> like My stack of games is just vertical stack of games my movies there's some there there's some there there's some there i don't have shelving i, I was gonna I'm say it mess. sounds like sounds like you need shelves buddy i need shelves bro bro um get some shelves bro get some shelves bro but anyway so somehow this thing's gone i don't know where it is um so, but i know we're about to do this podcast and uh the only thing i can find but thank god i found something the only thing I can find is that uh, previous Blu-ray release ah. that I had bought for like seven dollars when we started this, ah. uh, just just for comparison's sake. Uh-huh. And uh, so I booted that up, and that's how I initially watched um, this section of the film we're about to talk about. And Marcelo, I just once again I've said it before, um, night and day between the arrow release and that other blu-ray that other blu-ray was kind of a piece of crap yeah the original uh, blu-ray of southland tales yeah it, it was a very early release blu-ray um and i'm gonna i've got some interesting tidbits from it uh, i would like to say oh right um this is this is exciting yeah this is this is uh the old southland tales blu-ray talk something we should have done a while ago I and think. i'm i'm bringing up the page right now uh to to insert my own details to to kind of fill in the blanks i'm filling in your blanks right. here as right. as as we as we go down memory lane of the south Tales blu-ray first released by sony pictures in 2008 so yeah go ahead 2008 er, early blu-ray yes so I was trying, so like it starts out. I, I decided to watch all the ads because like the first one started, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is such a throwback!" Don't you so love nostalgia? That? I I, yeah, I, I s- do like it. I saw somebody talking about that uh, online uh, recently about how um, I think they were talking about like horror films and like going back and watching like I don't know, name a horror film from the two thousands. Uh, horror film from the two thousands. Drag me to hell. P nine. Uh, either one, drag me to hell or P nine. You put those on, and you'll have some. P- Wait, or P two. Sorry, P two. P two. I don't know yeah, why I okay. went all the way to nine. Um, yeah, nine didn't <laughs> sound right. I, I wish they. Movie. I wish they had gone all the way to nine. Um, Wes Bentley, love them. Uh, but anyway, uh, put on P two. Put on drag me to hell, and and you'll you'll do you'll do you'll do yourself a favor and like uh, be treated to like these retro yeah. horror trailers at the beginning. Exactly. Uh, of these Blu rays, but anyway. Um, 
But what's what's yeah? So now I now I'm chopping at the bit, Marcus. Yeah. Hurry up and tell me what trailers yeah. played before Southland Tales on this I, Blu-ray. I'm happy to do it. Hurry up! So, basically, it was all a bunch of advertise. Like there, it started out with like an advertisement for like the concept of Blu-rays, telling you Ooh, yeah. everything that Blu-rays could do. They were like they can connect online and get new special features whenever. Um, they were advert. <laughs> Uh, Have you ever done that before? Uh, they, they, they were they were advertising uh, specifically Vantage Point. Oh, yes. Uh, they were saying like, oh, you can track all the angles at the same time with a GPS and switch between views as they're happening in real time oh, wow. during the movie. That takes me back. Which, you know, honestly, that sounds pretty fun. I never did do that, but I like that movie. It's a good movie. Um, uh, did you? Okay, are you are you going through more Blu-ray? Yeah, I've got I've features? got more, but we can anything more to talk about? I wanted to ask you. you I, 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 I'm, I'm also chomping at the bit uh, with this question, Marcus. What, I mean, did you, what, what, what Blu-ray special features, what like online Blu-ray special features did you ever like uh, uh, watch or participate in? Because I have one answer uh, that I can, I, I can, I can uh, talk about. I don't know that I have any, honestly. I, I don't think I did that. Like uh, I, I watched, <laughs> like they did. Zack Snyder did that really fucking awesome like video commentary for uh yeah um Watchmen um, right for Watchmen right and uh that was cool and uh I think the only other person to do that was Kevin Smith for Cop Out oh yeah and did you watch so that I've watched I did watch both of those yeah um and they yeah. are very cool um that was a good concept I kind of wish it happened more but yeah see those I think but those were on the disc though but yes, like, I, so I I I don't know anything about this online stuff. You go okay. ahead and say it. I'll I'll, I'll tell the story about how the Blu-ray of the Dark Knight. Uh, I think it may have been on the original box. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get up and grab the box, but it it's it, or I don't, if it wasn't on the box, they definitely advertised it like before the Blu-ray came out about how if you buy this Blu-ray, you'll get access to this special online special feature where. Uh, Christopher Nolan would do like a live text commentary through the film, and oh yeah, I do remember those ads. Yeah, yeah, I I did that with a friend. I have vivid memories of sitting down, loading it up, playing it. I mean, it was fine. It was I, I guess it was it, it was as interesting as you'd expect a text commentary. It was just like these text lines coming on screen of like Nolan and the the interviewer going back and forth. I don't remember much about it except for one thing. I remember somebody asked, and also the I'm, I'm, I think these questions, some of them were from like fans. They were like sent in, right? One fan asked, the question was, "Hey, uh, that scene, that chase scene in the Dark Knight, was that in, was that influenced by that Joaquin Phoenix movie? Was it Walk the Night? <laughs> own the Night? We own, own the we night. own the night. Yeah. So the question was, yeah. Hey, Nolan, were you influenced by We Own the Night when you filmed the Dark Knight?" Like uh, uh, action, like chase sequence. Yeah, yeah. And Nolan's answer was silence. He did not answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yeah, that's all I remember from that. And and I wish they, I wish they kept doing that. That 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 may have been like the one, a one and done sort of thing where I've never seen it happen before. After that, yeah. Um, anyway, but that's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. They 
early Blu-rays had cool ideas that I don't think they could fully pull off back then. But they could now, but they learned it's probably not profitable to do it. Yeah, they don't don't want to waste their time on any cool special features anymore. Here's another one. Have you heard of the movie Water Horse? Water Horse. No, you, you don't mean Water for Elephants, do you? No, I mean Water Horse. I've never heard of Water Horse then, no. Okay. Water Horse was some failed children's film that came out around that time, I guess. But for the Blu-ray release, um, they had a special feature where uh, you could grow and play with your very own Water Horse <laughs> on, on the main menu. That you, is amazing. You could like, interact and play with it. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of fun. I think that would have been fun if I were a kid. That is well, fun. If I had that as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Gonna gonna rifle through a couple here. There's a Hancock. Um, so that uh, the, we're at the that was the end of the Blu-ray cool stuff. Okay. Now we're just advertising movies. We had Hancock. Um, we had a collector's three disc DVD or two disc Blu-ray set for Casino Royale. Uh, we had the movie Twenty One. Uh, uh, that's, uh, I'm sure holds up perfectly now, right? Uh, well, one of, let's say, let's see, th- two movies that I walked out of, I believe. Oh, you walked out of two movies. I, I, I didn't even know you walked out of one movie, Marcus. Yeah. I've walked out of two movies to my, to my knowledge. Why? why I've fallen asleep during like five of them. Why did you walk out of 21? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Me, my mom, and my dad went to it at the dollar theater. Um, literally a dollar got in, and well, my mom works. stayed. My mom stayed to watch it, and me and my dad just got bored and <clears throat> left. And it was it was connected to a mall, and we just kind of walked around the mall for an hour while she finished yeah. it. And like since then, I've seen Twenty One. It's it's solid. It's it's entertaining. It's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a totally watchable movie. I don't know why I would have walked out of it. Honestly. Well, maybe your dad. I, I like card movies. I think yeah. they're cool. Like I, I, even even fake card movies. Like now you see me. I think they're fun. Yeah. But we get into like really serious ones, like uh, rounders or card. Uh, the card counter. Like I I I, I love a, a poker movie. But anyway, what was the other movie you walked out of? Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> Why? Why that one? That one's not bad. I. What, what year did it come out? Like two thousand three or yeah, something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You may have been way too <clears throat> three. young. Three. I walked out of three. I walked out of three. Yeah. Uh, okay. You may have been too young because I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they came out two thousand three. Yes. Sweet Home Alabama. I was. I my grandma took me to it. I had some fucking idea in my head that I was like, I want to see this movie. I think this will be cool. Grandma, can you take me? And 30 minutes in, I was uh, bored out of my mind, and I begged to leave, and we left. Uh, one more. One more movie. That was a movie, uh, Sweet Home Alabama. They they put that on for us in high school. Uh, so I don't remember what class. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it feels like one of those like senior year, sort of like end of the semester, yeah. sort of like. Yeah. Just put some. Pick one of these three movies. Yeah, we just saw Sweet Home Alabama. Um, anyway, yeah. the third movie. What's the third movie then that you walked out the of? The third movie I I walked out of, but it wasn't like my fault. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm I'm out of here. Um, it was um, I took my cousins to, or like the whole family took my my like uh, probably like seven or eight year old cousin and and his and his sister who was his older sister to uh, Cars 2. Ah. And I was 
uh, hating the movie with every fiber of my being. Uh. But I wouldn't have walked out. But uh, uh, my cousin, he uh, has issues, and uh, he was kind of having a little meltdown. He was running up and down the steps and stuff, being very disrespectful to everybody in the theater. And so I just agreed, like, take him out. I, I, I walked him out, and we walked back home. Uh, it wasn't that far from the theater, but that wasn't. Um, I, I wouldn't count that as you walking out. Yeah, yeah. But you just had to I walk want, out. but I kind of count it because I did want to leave. Oh, okay. So, well, then yeah, that's fair. Like I, I yeah. was happy to volunteer to be the one to get out of there. Yeah, anyway, so, so, so that's, that's my that's my walkouts. I'm yeah. guessing you have none. I have none. I the the only one I could really count. I mean, I've fallen asleep through some. I mean, I. If there was one movie I, I, I maybe should have walked out on was like Tomorrowland. Maybe that one I should have walked out of because I <laughs> that's the Brad Bird one, right? With George Clooney. Yeah, um, yeah. I've heard hate, good things about it. Hate that one. Um, really? But I, I did fall asleep through it, so I may have, <laughs> I, I I should have walked out. Um, yeah, there was one movie I I'll count as me walking out, but it's not technically walking out. I'll explain. Uh, I saw this South by Southwest. Like in 2010, at the first one I went to, or 2000, wow. 2011, I don't know, it may, it, it may have been 10 or 11 years ago. Um, it was a documentary called The Parking Lot Movie, where, Great. yeah, it's a movie about like this crew. The paved over paradise, Marcelo. <sighs> I don't know what that means. They, uh, th- th- these <laughs> parking lot attendants were all being interviewed. Um, and it was like the, great. It was like the the the. Uh, uh, funnily enough, what an idea. Funnily enough, I was like working at a job kind of similar Slice to this. Life. I was working at a job kind of similar to this, where like there was nothing going on, and like you had a lot of free time, and that's what this documentary is about. It's like this like kooky cast of like real life people, young people mostly, who like run this parking lot, and I I hated it, but I sat through I sat through all of it. Up until the final uh, uh, closing credits song, where they all come in and they all—I <laughs> don't remember it being like a rap or some or anything. No, it wasn't that bad, but they're all oh, singing no. to this song and like the credits were playing, and I'm like, "All right, I'm done. I'm out." So I, Great. I, I sat through the, I sat through <clears throat> the 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 film, but I walked out during the uh, closing credits where they all. It was, a, it was a sing-along, and it was the most terrible thing okay. I've ever seen. Uh, but no, yeah, that's that my sounds, answer. That sounds like shit. Yeah. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, we could talk about the movies we've fallen asleep during, but I feel like uh, that's a conversation for another day. I got more to, uh, I got more stuff to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Marcelo, I feel it's like it's an appropriate time for me to unveil my special surprise. Oh, you have a surprise. Um, Wait, are we done with the Blu-ray the, talk? Uh, Blu-ray talk, yeah. Um, uh, I went and... Uh, yeah, that's the end of the Blu-ray okay, talk. Okay. I went and... Uh, We're closing that to my chapter. mommy. Mommy, mommy, please buy me the Blu-ray again. And she bought it for me. <laughs> oh, she bought it for you. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> I did not beg to her. She just did it because I told her I lost it. Uh, so I have another one. So okay, I do have a second one somewhere around here. Oh, oh giveaway. Sh- oh, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you find the other one. I, I, I should also say uh, former guest of the show... Uh, Sarah Sorrentino. Sorry, Sarah Sorrentino. Sorrentino, yeah. She uh, uh, still has my copy of Southland Tales, the Arrow Blu-ray release. Um, <sighs> Gonna have to get that back, Marcelo. It's been weeks and weeks and weeks, months now even. Um, well, she's at Disney World now. Is she in Disney World? She flo- she f- she fleed she fleed the state with your copy, probably. She, there is no way in hell uh, uh, that she took her copy of. Um, <laughs> 
uh, 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 took her copy of my copy. Now it's her copy of Southland Tales. Jesus to Disney World. Um, it's twenty bucks. Buy it again. Uh, no, I, I, I'm gonna wait to. to and, and also, I, I bought Southland Tales uh, on iTunes, so I, I have that copy uh, forever now. So. I know it's not the same. I know, like you know, the the, the digital copy on, on iTunes. Shelf, I know. I you I know. I'll, I'll, I'll run into Sarah soon enough, and I'll get my copy back. Um, but that's where that's where my copy is. I know exactly where my it, where it is. My right, special surprise. My special surprise, Marcelo. I don't care. Let's go, Marcelo. My special surprise. There is a certain drink that you have talked about a lot on this podcast. Oh, we talk about drinks a lot on here. Yeah. There is a specific drink that you, Marcelo, have talked about a lot. It's my favorite drink in the world. This this has to be what you're talking about because this is the only one I mentioned. Topo Chico. It's it's a mineral water uh, made, I believe, locally here in Texas. I don't know if that's true even. They were bought out by the Coca-Cola company a few years ago, which was sad because nice. it felt like it was like one of the last bastions of like independent independent drink milk makers. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I, that's my guess. Is it, is it Topo Chico? It's a Topo Chico, Marcel. You got a Topo Chico? I walked into the fancy gas station, the one that's like on the highway where the truckers go. Wow. And uh, what wouldn't I know it? I saw three different flavors of Topo Chico there. Three different and flavors of Topo Chico. No, there was no hard Topo Chico. I did check. Like you, like you get down there. Yeah, yeah. There's but, the there's a, a alcohol laced Topo Chico. Can, can I guess yeah. the three flavors? It, it, the, this is yeah, easy for go me. Ahead. Okay, go ahead. So you have, and don't don't tell me if I'm right or wrong until I say all three. So yeah. I'm gonna say one number. Uh, first off, the original, you know, unflavored Topo Chico. That's one. Number two, yeah, I go grapefruit, grapefruit Topo Chico. I don't like it, but you have to have it. Three, classic lemon flavor Topo Chico. There you go. Th- th- those are those are my three guesses, and I'm sure those are the three that that were offered there. Marcelo. Yeah. You got two out of three. Oh, what's what's the okay? What's uh, uh, I'm guessing the third one is like lemon flavored. I don't know what the third one could the le- be now. The the lemon is wrong. Oh, the lemon is wrong. It's in the lemon family. Lime. Lime twist of lime. Oh, twist of lime. I should have said lime and I said lemon. Sometimes I, I get those two confused, surprisingly yeah. enough. Even though they're two, one's a, one's a base, one's, one's an green, acid. One's green, one's yellow. Yeah. They're about the same. Yeah. Anyway, twist so anyway, of lime, that makes sense. So, okay. I've got, You've I've got, got two of them Chico. here. Got two of them here, chilled. Um, of I'm going to try them both. I, I will save the twist of lime for another time. But here I go with just the mineral water. I do like sparkling water, so this might be good. And I do I'm believe trying. this is the best sp- a sparkling water slash mineral water in existence, Tobo Chico. And Marcus is now swallowing right on mic. Wow. Yeah. H- how's that feel, buddy? Marcel, you are not wrong. Holy shit. Yeah. It's it's great. That's, uh, yeah. I I used to like Perrier. I, I This is way better. Perrier way better. doesn't have shit on this Tobo Chico, man. No, it doesn't. No, it really doesn't. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. LaCroix sucks. Terribly sucks. Look, yeah, those are all uh, backups to Topo Chico. Right yeah, now, all bullshit. right now, I'm having um, uh, an off-brand Topo Chico just because I, I couldn't get my hands on the original Topo Chico because it's apparently down here anyway. They shipped it all to Iowa. Yeah, it's it's hard to find. Uh, there's yeah, uh, there's that supply chain thing that everybody blames, but uh, who knows? Um, but anyway, Topo Chico. I'm glad you got a taste. <clears throat> okay. 
Um, that that was their original flavor. Oh, you're going you're gonna to uh, taste the grapefruit? Yeah. We're going to pop into the grapefruit. I'm excited about this. I love grapefruit stuff. I'm, I like grapefruit, but I'm not a fan of this grapefruit-flavored Tobo Chico Interesting. Drink. So I, have I drink it. grape juice. I, re- I, I drink grapefruit juice regularly. I you might like it. Though. Love squirt. You love squirt. Um, but here we go. Topo Chico with a twist of grapefruit. Twist of grapefruit. Here we go. Marcus is drinking on mic. He's not able to talk, so I'm talking over. He's drinking, and we're going to reveal. Marcelo, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> it's a- that rocked. No, it's. I like the original. I mean, I I, I, I even like the lime flavor. Better than the grapefruit flavor. So. Well, we'll discover the what how I feel about the lime flavor on another day. But I'm, I'm going episode. grapefruit. I'm going grapefruit tonight. Okay. But the the, the the classic that's good. I would pick that up. Yeah. There you go. I don't always need a flavor. I'm I'm happy you got your hands on my favorite drink. I'm glad you had okay. that experience. You can cross that off your bucket list. Oof. Yes. Amazing. Yes. I'm happy to have it. I still need to get the hard version. I'll figure out a way. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen. I'll I'll, sh- um, I'll ship it to you. I'm sure it's totally legal to do that. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So, do you have any more business? I, I think you do. I think I do. Yeah. Uh, you you you, yeah. you DM'd me saying you have a lot of that's, stuff. That's all our. That's all of my bullshit. Our bullshit. We got we got hard news though. Oh, okay? we got hard news. You, you, uh, listeners, count how many times Marcus has said hard on this on this episode. <laughs> We're getting he's, hard. He said, here he said it a lot. News. Uh all right. So let's open up the Southland Tales <laughs> news desk. Yeah, you have said okay. hard a lot. Uh let's open okay. up the Southland Tales news desk. Ding 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 Breaking news. So we're uh we're gonna cover we're gonna start with Richard Kelly's Twitter feed. Oh boy. Totally yeah, I can't see any problem with this. Yep. So Richard Kelly, along with the rest of us, um, he has been mourning uh, the deaths of Jean-Marc Vallée, Betty White, Peter Bogdanovich, Sidney Poitier, and Bob Saget. Yes, rest in peace. Uh, as, as all of us are, rest in peace to all of those people. Uh, Hell of a band. Uh, gone too heaven. soon on yeah. uh, a couple of them there. <laughs> not not going to say um, who. <laughs> uh, okay, so th- there's... he he Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the it's all been retweets. He hasn't said anything personal about oh, okay. it. Okay, okay. But uh, uh, his retweet for Betty White was he, he retweeted the U.S. Army's <laughs> official Twitter uh, tweet honoring Betty White. Oh, well, that's, about that. That that he should have saved that for the Seth Antel sequel. That seems. Yeah, I, I'd pick yeah. I'd pick a different one than yeah. that, I guess. But. Uh, and then more recently, uh, now that everything's uh, sobered up and we're all over all the the deaths, um, hasn't been, hasn't been a big one for what two weeks? We're all no, good. nobody's died in two weeks. No, no. Um, so now he's just out there, like kind of promoting a lot of movies he likes, and the, I I think the man has good tastes. He's like kind of retweeting stuff, like er, like I think on an earlier episode we talked about how much he was retweeting stuff about the movie Mass. I know I, I was going to bring up Mass because uh, did, did you ever yeah. see Mass? No, I have not, but I, I will watch it based on Richard Kelly's recommendation. Yeah, I saw some people at the end of the year, because we're recording this in uh, in February 2022. Um, at the end of the year last year, in 21, uh, I saw a lot of people mention Mass. I was like, oh, that's one of Richard Kelly's favorite movies. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I, I didn't see it. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Mass one time. But do a special um, episode on Mass. He, he, he retweeted Drive My Car. Uh, that's a great um, movie. I think he got some nomination. He retweeted the news of David Lynch being cast in that Spielberg movie. Ah, uh, yes. Pretty damn cool, right? That's, that's cool. Yeah, he and he also retweeted uh, the news of the the in the upcoming uh, remaster of Inland Empire. Ah, which I see so many people being pessimistic about for some whatever reason. <laughs> I just would like to have a version I can watch. What, do you th- is it going to be on Criterion? Do you think it is? Because like uh, uh, the, the, okay. the the people tweeting Janus films, yeah, it's, it's yeah. J- uh, Janus films, uh, who Janus. they basically i don't know if they're a part of criterion or they have a partnership with criterion but yeah they're hand in hand so if, if anything is a jonas uh, film Marce- then criterion is is releasing it marcel there is nothing i'm looking forward to more than the day that they release uh what's left of the In- inland empire lost highway which might never happen well, Lost Highway that with NBC, I think. Right? Yeah, Lost Highway. It's on Peacock. Uh, 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 had a Blu-ray release through another uh, distro right. company, which I can't remember. But the big deal about that one, I almost bought that one. I almost bought that Blu-ray. It came out three years ago at this point now, but before it was released, it was like uh, um, it might have been Kino. I forget. I forget exactly who was going to release it, but before it was released, they were like, "Oh, we have some special features in the works. We're going to port over some special features," and then they yanked all the special features. And I think now it's a bare bones release because yeah. I'm guessing, for, for whatever reason, uh, Lynch uh, came in and said, "You know what? Uh, nah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's holding out for like a special edition later on with Criterion. Who knows? I looked it up. Yeah, it's a Kino Lober." release and i'm okay. gonna double check it has um uh yeah no special features so well it's a bummer uh well yeah well i'm let's just hope one like let's just hope they are getting inland empire let's hope they do get lost highway eventually yeah um i see no way in hell that they're getting dune but i mean so, uh, dune, like, dune has just, a dune has a nice arrow release so you can pick that yeah sure. but i i i just I want the Criterion I see big saying. box set You're a snob. with everything in it. You're a snob. I'm a snob. I'm yeah. a snob. I want the cri- I own every single Criterion of his that's released, um, except for the 4K Mulholland Drive. I'll be getting that sometime on the next sale, probably. What's interesting um, is Marcus is like you didn't bring up all of his movies, so you're not that well, hu- you're not that huge of a fan. Shut the. F- <laughs> I, I think the rest of them are on 4K, are on Criterion. I mean, aren't they? No. Elephant Man, you're, you're uh, Fire Walk out. with Me, you're missing out on one. Blue, Blue Velvet, uh, Eraserhead. What am I missing? This is fun. You're missing a big one that's not on Blu-ray at all. And, I'm missing a big one. And, well, not a big one. I mean, but it's when we're talking about Lynch, like he only has like a okay handful gonna, of movies. I'm gonna, Oh, of course, the straight story. Yeah, straight story, which will probably never straight be on Criterion. Story, which, it's a Disney yeah, movie that's and, Disney. Yeah, unfortunately, I I don't I love that to be a part of it. I can't remember if they're very if they're anti, you know, putting out that license with another distro company or if yeah, if it's happened before, it probably won't happen again. So, too bad. Anyway, so enough of disc that's, talk. That's what, what else? That's the oh Twitter Richard news. Kelly. That's right. <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. Richard Kelly. Yeah, that's the Richard Kelly Twitter news. Now, Marcelo, I'm going to send you. Um, there was an interview. 
Oh, uh, with uh, a variety, like roundtable, not roundtable, like actor on actor interview oh. um, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Lady Gaga. Oh, um, and Lady Gaga, um, she professed her love of a certain Richard Kelly movie that Jake Gyllenhaal was involved with. Oh, I uh, can I guess which I've one? Got, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the box. The box, yes. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you the transcription of Jake Gyllenhaal, his his his, his parts, and I'm gonna ask that you read them, and I will be reading Lady Gaga. I just sent them to your Twitter. Okay, so just to reiterate, we're going to uh, recreate here uh, yes. the conversation between Lady Gaga and Jake Gyllenhaal uh, on the they what was it they did an actor on actor thing for Hollywood Reporter. I'm guessing yeah, some shit yeah. like that. Okay. No, it was variety. Variety. I put my apologies yeah. to Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. All right. It was variety, man. Who's starting? Uh, you do start. Okay. John Hall starts. John Hall. The man leads. The man goes ahead. What movies inspired you when you were growing up? Oh, everything from The Wizard of Oz to Goodfellas. Same movie, basically. Goodfellas was a very important part of my life growing up, and Scorsese is the best ever. Also, Donnie Darko. I don't want to lie and tell you I haven't seen it so many times. Really? Okay. That just made my day. In the world of music, but in fashion as well, Donnie Darko, it's religion. It really is. And if you know your shit, you know Donnie Darko. <laughs> I. <laughs> what does this mean? I have never met Donnie Darko. But Searching for Bobby Fischer, that was a movie that hit me really hard. Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Oh, my God, yes. But also Bambi. Absolutely. Bambi. Dumbo. Cartoons. They have so much heart. (laughs) And scene. And scene. Beautiful. That, okay, was that... A beat for beat. Was that (laughs) how I don't know how (laughs) that I I'm still not over (laughs) Jim Hall saying I have never met Donnie Darko. What does that mean? I don't understand what the hell that is. Yeah, what is that? Uh, No wonder Taylor Swift. He's just just a modest guy trying to distance himself and say, like, "Uh, no, Dumbo is actually good. Donnie Darko, come on. Come on. I mean, he's being, he's being, uh, 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 you know, humble. That's the word. uh, There there are a few celebrities who you could say are like really pompous and kind of, uh, I don't know, they like self, self righteous. And Lady Gaga's one of them, is what you're saying, right? uh, No, (laughs) I'm saying that Lady Gaga is the one person who like can do that, but it is absolutely endearing. Like, I think it's so cute how she talks about these movies. She's just saying, I like them. I like Wizard of Oz. I like Goodfellas. Donnie Darko's religion. Is uh, is there anything else, Marcus? Uh, There is one last thing we could do. We got a little bit more time before our guest gets here. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I want to do this to our guest. Absolutely not. Uh, Let's not have him suffer. I think our usual roundup of uh, uh, product placement... (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's big. 
this episode. It's real big. Wait, was was there a song we needed to 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 read the lyrics from well, last episode? Marcelo, I am not in the mood for that right now. <laughs> Let's so not do that. Instead, <laughs> we're going to do this. Okay. We will have a, a full rendition of the killer's uh, take on me or whatever it was. Take on me. We'll do that eventually. <laughs> take on me. Um we we will do that. We'll do that in another episode. I'm not, but I think for right now, let's just cover all of the products we're about to see. Okay, I wrote them. I wrote down as many as I could. I am sure I missed some because they were kind of blurry or hard to read. Um, but are are you ready for this, Marcelo? Because it's 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 a list. Okay. I I'm ready. I mean, uh, 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 <clears throat> you haven't done this in a while. Um, and I'm excited for you to jump back into doing not like other, other episodes just have like uh bud light or like, um, you know, ketchup, but Heinz ketchup, but that's this one thing. had so many, we may have had this conversation off mic, but in the last episode, I can't remember if it was the last episode, uh, where, uh, JT did the whole, you know, musical number. Uh, you say there wasn't a lot of product placement. I say there was a lot of product well, placement in there. There was a lot in there, but they did. They were they put up like their own stickers on the arcade cabinets to like try to block logos. But so was, I was just saying like the ones I could make out. Okay. Like, there was there was a time crisis. I think there was like some racing game I couldn't figure out. <laughs> some, ra- uh, <laughs> some racing. Oh oh sorry. I thought you meant you were playing a racing game, which made you busy. No. And you no, couldn't do no, no. The research for the episode. <laughs> no. There was there was some racing game in the arcade that had like the wheels fine, and everything. Fine, fine, fine. Okay, fine. So anyway, forget that. Okay. Forget forget the past. We're in the present. Marcus okay. is going to go through the product placement, uh, uh, the, the 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 company seen throughout this section, throughout this chapter of South you Bend Tales. Most most sparkling waters. I just want to take tiny sips. This Topo Chico. I want to I want to fill my mouth with that sucker. It, it's it's That's addictive. Good. It's addictive. I'm telling you. It's a, it's really good. Yeah. Okay, Marcelo. Here we go. Um, the everybody, these are the products that we wholeheartedly support here at Talk Film Society because they uh, they're featured, uh, participated yes. in one one way or another in the best film of all time. Absolutely. So, uh, first off, we got the Staples Center, which is defunct. It's now the Crypto.com Arena. Uh, we have Heinz Ketchup. We have once again big supporter of Heinz Ketchup. Um, Big Dean's Cafe. Big, oh, excuse me. Big uh, Dean's Cafe. The water is getting to me. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes you burp. <clears throat> yeah, Big Dean's Cafe. Yes, that is a cafe in uh, Venice Beach. Uh, Charlie Temmel Ice Cream Shop, also in Venice Beach. Uh, Red Stripe Beer. Have you heard of that? Uh, yeah, Red Stripe Beer. That's uh, it's Jamaican. Jamaican. Beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bud Light, of course. Bud Light. Uh, love it. Um. <laughs> okay, Marcelo, maybe you can help me. Uh, there is, I think I took a picture of it, but I'm not going to be able to find it right now. I forgot about this. There's a a logo. The, there's a, there's a shot on one of the TVs of jets flying, and there the 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 smoke trail they leave behind creates the logo of what I believe is a beer logo. It's like a crown. But huh. I cannot figure out what it was. I tried looking up like old logos for Bud or something. I thought it was like Budweiser or like uh, or like uh, one of the other beers. I definitely know, but they make some logo that I'm ninety percent sure is a beer. 
Ah. Um, so I'm sorry, I don't have that full information. I meant to send you that picture a while ago. Couldn't I couldn't make it happen. No, you failed. Uh, USA Today. That's what uh, Private um, Abilene is reading. Uh, of course, on his sniper rifle, uh, for all your sniper rifle needs, we recommend Firefield NVRS Gen 1 Night Vision Scope. Um, put that right on there. There we go. Um, there's the Shutters Hotel in Santa Monica. Uh, these are real places. I looked them up. They didn't. They, none of the shit's made up. Uh, we got Lamborghini and Mustang cars that uh, ca, ca, ca Krista and her uh, porn star friends are driving in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toyota is also somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh, not the first time for this one. GoldenPalace.com. But interestingly about this, which was a gambling site, I don't know if it's still active. Um, interesting about this one. The other Golden Palace things have just been in like in the bottom part of like uh, TVs. These ones were posters that featured Krista Now on there. She was a model for them. Ah. And uh, if anybody out there has a hand on one of those posters, I want it. Yeah. Uh, Hermosa Cyclery. So if you ever need to bike in Hermosa Beach, uh, Steadicam. That's a brand. Yes. I'm sure you're very familiar, Marcelo. You're I, a filmmaker. I'm familiar, yes. I have not used a steady cam, but I know what it is. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, we had some Coca-Cola ads oh, in here. Coke. Uh, some Coca-Cola around. Yeah. Uh, the National Wildlife Federation. They had a logo somewhere. Oh. Uh, we had the Poop Deck restaurant featured very heavily in this episode. It, it uh, unfortunately... Um, a few years after the movie, the, the poop deck shut down, and then it was opened up a few years later as just the deck. Um, but as of last year, the deck has permanently closed. Oh, so no. can't support that, but maybe find out who the previous owners were and send them a couple thousand dollars or something. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Rest in peace. We've got uh, Elbow Greaser Lubricant. Uh, it's a massage cream. Uh, Johnsonville, Johnsonville brats, love them. Just get them out there on a July Fourth barbecue. Um, we had a statue of uh, Captain Morgan, uh, somewhere. Oh, somewhere. Uh, yeah, he was like in the background. Of, it was the statue of Captain Morgan, like just in the crowd of people. Uh, Verizon. Uh, I, I'm, I, 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 I've switched to Verizon. Oh, it, so uh, it worked on you. Yeah, uh, this is a store called Good Stuff on the Strand. So, if you're looking for good stuff on the Strand, you know where to go. I'm in. Uh, the New England Patriots. Um, uh, rest in peace, Tom Brady. Uh, back uh, too soon. Wider's Cider. Wider's Cider. Wider's Cider. Have you cider. heard of that beer? Um, I'm guessing it's a hard cider. I've not heard of that that uh, brand. No. Brand. No. No. Sony. Mm. Uh, our, our our Spider-Man friends. Yes, <clears throat> friends of Spider-Man. Sony stands Pacifico. for Spider-Man only new you. Yes, only knew you. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man only knows you. Yes, no. Um, that's <clears throat> uh, Pacifico Clara, Pacifico Clara beer. Um, we got Amstel Light. That's another beer. Ah. Um, Under Armour. Somebody was wearing an Under Armour shirt. Uh, Dos Equis. Oh. Popular beer. 
I, I, the most I, interesting man in the world. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Uh, uh, Guinness uh, from the Guinness World Records uh, beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Heisler beer, which is actually, I looked it up. This one is a fictional beer. This is like a stand-in beer. Uh, we have had 100 beers before this that are real brands. I don't know why they bothered to purchase fake cans of Heisler beer, but whatever. <laughs> and then uh, finally... No, no, no. Two more. Two more. It's not um, the ambulance uh, that we'll talk about later, uh, featuring Boxer and Fortunio and the like. Yeah. Uh, uh, the ambulance is right next to a, a stand for Encounter, which uh, is a lubricant for uh, women to do anal. Okay. And uh, Cliff Bars. Oh. So you eat a Cliff Bar. Ending on Cliff Bar. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to end on anal, Marcelo? You should have ended on anal. It's, I, th- I, th- I think, I think saying something uh, so crass and then following it up with just cliff bars. I thought that was a funny <laughs> idea. I mean, that, yeah, that works too. Um, yeah, it, it was a success. You did it. Yep. Okay, so Marcelo, I think if there's nothing else you would like to say, I think we. Uh, I think we throw to Moby and then we come back with our very, very, very special, mysterious guest. Oh, I, of honor. yes, uh, I, I'm happy we did this, Marcus. And when I say, uh, when I say that, I mean podcasting in general, where we podcast yeah. together. Uh, but no, sure. uh, that was an intro for this episode. Uh, we covered all our bases. Um, and now we're just going to wait uh, and and uh, we're, we're 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 much like you, listeners. We're waiting for the guest to show up. Uh, we're, we're 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 wearing our bests. We're we're wearing our our suit and suit and tie. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna patiently wait for our guest to show up. Uh, can't wait. Uh, uh, so after this break, us and the guest, we're gonna talk about chapter eight, right? Yeah, chapter eight of South End Tales. Chapter eight. An hour and 21 minutes, 59 seconds, through an hour, 37 minutes, 55 seconds. Yep. So that's those are the time codes. And we'll be back. Follow along. At, yeah, follow along. Watch the movie or watch that section over and over and over. Yeah. And come back after this break. We'll dig in. We'll dig into it. We'll do it. Ooh, right. Topo Chico. Topo Chico. Sponsored by Topo Chico. We'll be back. And we're back. Whoa. Wow. Uh, uh, wow. Marcus, did you enjoy that Moby? I love that Moby. Uh, uh, every time I hear music, music to my ears, literally music. I like how the soundtrack by Moby, it just sits in the background of scenes and you don't notice it at all in the movie. Shut up. I love shut that. Up, okay. Shut up. <laughs> Marcelo, it's a good soundtrack. It is a very obvious soundtrack. I don't know what you're talking about. It's running the movie perfectly. Running joke throughout the entire series. Running gag. Okay, okay, we're back. Let's get down to business. Let's introduce now, our guest. Wait. It's time for us to reveal our very special uh, mystical guest. Mis- could they be? <laughs> Not mystery, mystical. Uh, mystical. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are, again, we're covering, this is, I'm, I'm saying this as many times as possible. This is chapter eight of South End Tales, an hour and 21 minutes through an hour and 37 minutes. Uh, yep. And to help us, you know, talk about this section. 
We have the guest, which Marcus will introduce. We have right the now. guest. I have a special intro for. Here we go. Okay. We're doing it. We're introducing, we're introducing the guest. We're introducing the guest. <laughs> Get ready. Here we go. Okay. Our very special guest is a contributor to The Hollywood Reporter and has been featured in such publications as Fangoria, Inverse, The New York Times, Empire, and so many more that we here at Talk Film Society are hosting the Richard Newby $1 million challenge, where if you can find one outlet that our guest Richard Newby hasn't written for, you will be entered in a raffle to potentially win $1 million. He also happens to share a first name with our Lord and Savior, Richard Kelly. Everyone, please welcome Richard Newby. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks. Thanks for <laughs> Thank coming Thank you on, so much for being here, Richard. Um, I, I apologize for Marcus. I don't vet the intros. Uh, Marcus just writes them on, on his own. So about It, it was lovely. I, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. And, and it's true. You have done so much work, uh, Richard. And I just want to say, like, uh, up front, like, I really, I respect your writing. I think you're a very, very good writer. You're very, uh, you have very thoughtful things to say about, uh, uh, you You mainly write about superhero films, yes, and uh, yeah. that I notice. And I, I, I thoroughly enjoy your writing. I just want to say I'm a big fan. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. And who better to be on the show to discuss Southland Tales than somebody who's thoughtful uh, 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 knows his stuff, um, and 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 as far as I know, is a fan of Southland Tales, uh, Richard. Yeah. Uh, yep. Why don't you tell us about that? T- tell us. This is the general podcast question. Uh, uh, tell us like your general thoughts on. Let's start with Richard Kelly, and then let's go to Southland Tales. So your thoughts on those two? Yeah. So um, I discovered Richard Kelly in in high school. Um, I saw Donnie Darko, um, and that was just like such a a majorly impactful movie for me in high school uh you know i'd never seen anything quite so bizarre and and weird and this just odd blend of science fiction and poetry and Mm -hmm. horror elements Uh, i just thought it was incredibly an incredibly cool movie um and uh so yeah i'd seen that on on dvd i got it from from the library when i was in high school um and then, you know, I realized that this guy hadn't directed anything else. And then the announcement for Southland Tales happened. Um, and I used to, you know, go to a bunch of the, the comic book movie site, movie sites that were around back then. Comic to Film was one. Uh, and they were covering Southland Tales. And I saw the trailer and I thought it was amazing. Uh, I'm also a huge Killers fan. So, uh, you know, I'd seen the, the, the video clip of that um, that was released. And uh, I actually, before I'd even seen the movie, I'd entered this contest to win uh, a t-shirt from the movie. Oh, it's, wow. It's the only thing that I've won uh, in an online wow. contest in my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you, yeah, have a shirt have a, for, you have a shirt from this movie? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, and so, but it actually took me, like, forever to be able to find it, find the, a copy of the movie. Um, like, the library didn't get it forever. and It was not available uh, in stores where I was, um, you know, I don't even think it played in a theater. Uh, I'm in, I'm in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Um, so it was just kind of like this, like, I don't know, just this like kind of legendary movie that I just kind of like heard about. And I like watched the, some YouTube clips from, uh, particularly Justin Timberlake sequence. Um, and just thought that it, it just looked so interesting. And, uh, you know, eventually I was able to track it down probably 
maybe a, a couple years later uh and i was just like i was i was blown away by it like i can't say that i fully understood it uh i don't even know if i could fully if i could say that now despite <laughs> having like written about it and like watched it multiple times and read a bunch of things on it um but i i just i love you know how kelly swings for the fences um you know it's just such a a big bold movie that's just like it, it really feels like one of those movies where it's like a filmmaker who's never going to make anything else ever again just putting like all of their ideas and concerns uh about the world about art uh you know about relationships into into one film uh and so i i just i love ambitious messy swings uh which i i think this film very much fits uh into that category yeah um and yeah i mean i just i don't know there's something there's something almost like dreamlike about it where like i said like it's not even like i feel like it's not even a film that i could like easily describe to someone it's just that there are moments that just like really stand out to me that i'll think about from time to time or certain shots or or musical pieces uh it really does kind of feel like a, a dream of a film um and yeah, I, I, I think that, that Richard Kelly is a, a fascinating, brilliant filmmaker. I also really like uh, what he did with The Box. Um, I think that's a, an underrated gem. Uh, and I, I, I miss his, his filmmaking. Um, I, I think I've said this on Twitter before, but I think that he is the filmmaker who has come the closest to kind of capturing what it feels like to read a Philip K. Dick novel. Um, and yeah. so that, you know reading interviews with him and him talking about that inspiration uh, and Ubik, which is one of my favorite novels. Um, you know, Richard Kelly led me to, to that. And so I just, you know, I just, I love the way that he builds a world and, you know, is able to work through these own weird set of rules that he creates, but also, you know, tell stories that feel really contemporary, especially to like our, our, post 9-11 American landscape. Like, I feel like that is such a through line through all three of his movies. Um, you know, even with, even with Donnie Darko, I think coming out like right before uh, 9-11 or sometime around then. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I just think that he has so many fascinating ideas and this film is just, you know, it, it's packed with them, but it's also, yeah, you know, it's it, it's action packed, but it's also really funny and and sad and strange. And yeah, I just I really appreciate it. Speaking right to my heart, Richard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly, know if you know this. Exactly my feelings. Yeah, because Marcus, uh, this is his favorite movie of all time, South End Tales. Yeah. So and oh, and and Marcus is like the South End Tales expert. He knows everything about South End South yeah. End Tales. Oh yeah, absolutely every single thing, <laughs> every single detail. Uh, but- <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, but, but specifically the thing you mentioned about it kind of having this uh, ethereal dreamlike quality to it, like that's that's just something that I don't, I I don't know how he captured that, but he really did. It's something that like it just it sticks with you. It, it doesn't it doesn't feel real when you're watching it, but it, yeah, like it's but it I don't know. Yeah, it's just so Im- impossible to explain. Especially how like how we're doing this. This is like my take on 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 that surreal vibe. Anyway, it's like I haven't rewatched this in months, but 
in the meantime, I've been watching this piecemeal for this podcast and chapters, right? And watching mm-hmm. this chapter, we're talking about chapter eight, like, like some of it felt like like stilted in the performances, which we'll get into in detail, but like it felt right. Like it felt off in a yeah. way. And I'm yeah. like, that's, and it very much feels like intent in, 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 in Kelly's it's, part. It's like a, it's like kind of like a Tim and Eric, <clears throat> Tim and Eric kind of thing. Like they intentionally cast people who aren't really actors to, or are actors who would never really get any sort of work to, because they can bring and and David Lynch too, like they they can bring this kind of weird energy that's uh, it's absolutely captivating. It re- it 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 really is, and they they elevate the work because of those people who normally probably would never be given that chance if you know Tim and Eric, David Lynch, Richard Kelly didn't exist. Because so yeah, many people are willing to take that kind of risk. The the Lynch thing was something that I was thinking about too when I was rewatching this. Um, it's just like what a what a wild cast this is of people that you wouldn't expect, and yeah. just like you know those actors who you know their face but you don't necessarily know their names. Like there's so many of that uh, in there, and even even just like in terms of the casting, you know it's not people that you would normally think about for the roles that they're playing, or even for like the dialogue that's that's been written for them, <laughs> which is which is kind of kind of funny. I think like Wallace Shawn, you know, I would never think of him as this like barren type uh you know <laughs> who's creating this new energy source uh and yet it somehow it somehow works in this movie and somehow like adds to that dream like i want yeah 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 and and because everybody even like they go for it too like richard probably just let them do whatever the hell they wanted to do and uh thought it was good yeah and and, <laughs> um, and my first thought yeah i was gonna say john levitt's uh being like a quote-unquote badass yeah. uh is is odd to see <laughs> yeah. but it works yeah. like uh, uh, earlier like not not the chapter we're talking about when like um you know that that whole uh, um what's what, marcus what's the thing that happens is like a, a cover-up of a, of a double murder or whatever like a staged thing right um i can't yeah. i don't have words for it but when that scene happens they, with, yeah. when john levitt comes into the picture like his performance there is like so odd and so not used to what we what what we know of john levitt's yeah but it works <laughs> again and yeah, also very a little scary very lynchian it's, too it's, it's like it's yeah. unexpected yeah uh the most unexpected filmmaker out there david lynch uh, so I think uh, I have one specific question for you, uh, Richard. I think unless Marcella has any more before we get into the into the recapping of this, but I, I know you're a, a a comic book guy, a graphic novel guy. Is I think if any guest we have had or are going to have, you have the highest probability of being the person who might have read the Southland Tales prequel graphic novels. Is have you read those? So I read one issue when they first came out, uh, um, and I tried to find them again, and I have had no luck finding them anywhere. Well, well, buddy, <laughs> oh, you're in luck. You're in you're luck because we found them. <laughs> yep. And, oh, did you? Yeah. They. Yeah. Well, or, they oh, are not, still... not we, Marcus. Marcus, explain. You found them, right? Yeah. They they are still for sale at MSRP price. You can go buy them for five hundred dollars off eBay if you want. <laughs> But you can also just go to the graffiti designs. Uh, I think it, I think they're kind of like a Kevin Smith uh, offshoot. Like put out, they put out a lot of Kevin Smith stuff. Um, but yeah, they they have the they they still have copies of the Southland Tales full graphic novel. You can even get the 
one, two, and three individually if you want. They have the Southland Tales shirt that I'm guessing you bought, or that you. That I'm guessing it's the same thing that you won uh, from here. And they also have, uh, um, they also have the like hardcover edition of the graphic novel it's for like seventy five bucks or something. That's limited to five hundred oh, copies. Wow. There's still those out there. I still need to buy so that. The, so what's the name of this, uh, of this site? We, I, I will send you yeah, the link we can, after we can send you the link. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I promise. Because cool. <laughs> when, when we were doing – because we, we're trying to be like the number one like most in-depth uh, uh, look into South Antel's. Like we're, we're doing a deep dive on everything. So when we said, oh, we're doing the people comic, at first we were like – what, 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 where is it? Like, it's nowhere to be found. But yeah, apparently yeah. it's right there for people just to buy, and nobody knows about it. Yeah, but it's, it's just on some website that nobody's ever heard of. <laughs> wow. Um, but, That's amazing. But, yeah, uh, I've, I've looked for, yeah. for years, because uh, I remember like it used to be, you know, in Barnes & Noble, and I'd read part of it on, on my break from, from work. But yeah, I haven't been able to find it since, and the library doesn't have a copy, but yeah. Well, I will absolutely send you that, that link after we're done here. So, uh, Marcelo, is there anything else you'd like to ask our guest, or should we get into our business here? I mean, uh, I have some questions maybe towards the end of the conversation, but I think we should just dive in. I think we should just go... Uh, get into uh, the business. Yeah, it's, 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 it's time code this. So we're starting at... Let me let me pull up the time code again. For the third time. The <laughs> I love doing it. Uh, an hour and 21 <laughs> minutes, 59 seconds in. That's where we're starting. Great. So, Marcus? Yes, yes cha- uh, part eight. Chapter based eight. on the Arrow Blu-ray. Yes. Chapter yes. eight. Chapter eight. So, uh, uh, I would like to call this section of the movie uh, the beach sessions, because I would say this entire section takes place on or around the beach. You would say that. Uh, Hermosa or Venice Beach? I'm not sure which one. Maybe they're the same. I don't know. Okay, so uh, we start out... Um, I think the score is really pretty at the beginning. It's Krista showing. If uh, by the way, I'm just going to talk. Uh, if if you, either of you guys want me to, or want me to stop, or have anything to say, please stop me. Okay. Shut up, Marcus. Just just, just for a yeah. Just, <laughs> just say shut up, Marcus. I will shut up. Okay. So Krista, she's showing up to Zora's uh, warehouse hangout place that uh, is somehow occupiable now, uh, even though the SWAT team took it over. That's right. Yeah. Um, I, I I forget. Maybe one of our past guests brought that up too. It's like, why is it? inhabitable now uh, after a raid yeah it's weird yeah anyway blood's probably all cleaned up I don't know. it doesn't matter but uh, uh <clears throat> yep chris comes in uh there's a blow-up doll that has a light tube dildo smashed through its mouth <laughs> and coming out the back of its head uh there's a funny exchange uh chris says penetrating and uh uh zora says uh it's just a suggestion i, I think that line's very funny I did, yeah uh, <laughs> yeah i i just want to point out cherry o'terry Great. Another example of like, yeah, she's, she's wonderful. Another, like, I, another example of an actor in this going for something they don't normally do. Like she's the bad guy. Right. right. And, yeah. the, and the amount, the amount of work that she should have and how much work that Molly Shannon has, it's, it's a crime, honestly, but we love sure. That's another one of our running jokes. <laughs> we, uh, we do. Okay. <laughs> we do. Uh, okay. So she wants to just score some weed from Zora or something. Uh, but when she uh, walks in further, I, I think Zora's per- like her uh, Charotera's performance here is like really interesting. She's being kind of, kind of just like Zen about all the craziness that's happened and being a little shady and weird. Uh, but anyway, uh, so she- uh, Zora goes to get the drugs. Uh, Christo walks up to the hand uh, chair and notices the 
uh, tape that has a boxer written all over it, left out in the open. And uh, she mistakenly assumes that it is uh, the sex tapes that Boxer and Krista have, Krista have made. So she steals it because she wants to... Uh, she steals it and runs out of there. She wants to uh, um, uh, expose it to the media so to, to affect the election. Um, and uh, I think uh, Pilot Abilene here in his voiceover, he says... Uh, Pandora's box has been left exposed to prying eyes during when she finds the tape. And I, I, re I really love JT's voiceover here. I think he does such a wonderful job. Um, okay. So now we're out on the boardwalk. Uh, when she's walking up with her friends, she gives the plan that she's going to, uh, try to get the tape leaked. Um, and now we have, we come to a very important so uh, scene, uh, to the rest of the movie. Um, so Martin Kefauver, uh, the man whose name we have read, I believe we've seen him before this, but not much. Uh, but we've met, we've read his name. We know he's important. Um, he's on the beach, uh, in his van. Uh, um, and he's got a gun to his head. Uh, he, he has, he injected himself yet, or he's, he's thinking about injecting himself with the fluid karma he got, but he's also thinking to kill himself um, because he's, uh, I don't know, depressed. <laughs> well, he, uh, he just got the news he's being deployed, so. Yes, that's it. Yes, that. He's got he's got his draft papers in his hands. Yes, yes. And, like, he, he doesn't want to go off to war. And he, and he uh, says so later on. But, yeah, uh, that would uh, yeah, make yeah. anybody depressed. Thank, thank you for bringing that up. I, yes. I forgot that. Marcus, um, good job. <laughs> yes. Thank, thank you so much, Marcel. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, glad, glad that I have your support. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, so private, uh, can, private rolling cabinet rolls up. Yes. Please say something. Like, like right before we meet uh, uh, this man who's going to, you know, uh, he's trying to kill himself. And Charlie William Scott's character comes in. I love the fact that Krista now and her friend kind of have this exposition drop. As they as they mm -hmm. as they walk away, because that happens right before yeah. that moment, right? Yeah, it's like oh, like where do I take this tape? And the, her friend goes, oh, there's this website called like usideath.org. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which, I, which I found hilarious. Was a real website. I, I, I was going to look it up on the Wayback Machine. Could not find much. There's like four screenshots, and none of them are good. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> so unfortunately, that is probably lost to time. Um. But that was a real website. Okay, so uh, Private Roland Taverner, uh, Sean William Scott rolls up, um, knocks on the window, tells him to put the gun down, give it to me, and then uh, gets in the van with him and says that like he needs Martin's help to help him find his brother. Um, and now Martin is suddenly he's he's like he found a purpose now. He found a reason to continue living. He's going to help somebody. Um, which I think is like it's it's a beautiful uh, Lou Taylor Pucci is the actor's name and I I think he really does give a a wonderful performance in this scene. Oh, um, also there's a there's a Ralph Wiggum uh, thing on the on his dashboard in the van. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I totally missed yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anything else to say there? Well, I I, I love that. Like now we have um, uh, is it. It's Roland who's like currently out like with the Highlander in an ice cream truck, yeah, right? <laughs> I, think, I think that's right. Yeah, and then Ronald is here going on his own journey, 
right? And they're trying to find each other. I I, mm-hmm. I, I kind of love this aspect of like them. It's like L.A. It's it's like they're like out in the middle of nowhere. It seems like 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 distantly like uh, separated, but they come together in the end. And I love like this aspect of like they're slowly mm-hmm. they're slowly coming together. It's all coming together. Like we're about what like half yeah. halfway through the movie um, at this point. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, got a got an hour left. An hour left. Yeah. So I love the 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 setup here. I love how they're all going towards uh, their final, uh, the final, the final climax. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the next scene, um, uh, we're back at the cafe. We've seen multiple times now. Uh, Cindy is there to meet with Von Smallhouse to exchange the memory card hoarding, uh, holding the uh, also hoarding the tapes, hoarding, <laughs> holding the tapes of Boxer and uh, Krista. Uh, the incriminating tapes that they don't want to get out. And she gives it to him uh, and uh, says that they are the only copies. And I believe that's correct. And uh, she says she's going to use the money she gets to distribute a documentary about Middle Eastern women's civil liberties. Uh, um, he knows her name. Uh, and, and she pulls out, he, uh, he offends her in some way. Uh, and uh, she pulls out a taser and tases uh, John Larroquette in the balls. <laughs> and uh, he says there's another tape out there with uh, uh, involving the double murder from the Amy Poehler and Wood Harris uh, scene. And uh, a lot of tapes going around. I'm realizing a lot of tapes. A lot of tapes. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the and that is the tape that Krista has in her possession. Yeah, the murder tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I again. I want to. Uh, I want to shout out like these actors who are kind of going for things they're not normally known for. Uh, John Larroquette, which we we we've joked about before, but he's still alive. He's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody worry. Yep. <laughs> um, still kicking. Still kicking. But he's great in this scene. Uh, I I love the southern accent he has. The the drawl he has. And of course, I have to shout out Nora Dunn, who's amazing in this and who's amazing yeah, sure. overall uh her line read at the end uh <laughs> she's tasing his balls <laughs> when he says is when all is said and done nobody rocks the cock like sydney pinzicki <laughs> it's like just a fantastic line i mean uh, uh, richard did you know that um that behind the scenes sort of like in i don't know uh, in the early uh, uh idea that that kelly had with the script is like he wanted to focus on like these improv actors in LA and it was like more, yeah. more of a comedy. Right. But like now, yeah. now it's this like, which is like, it's like, how do you go from that to this? And uh, the answer is like nine 11, which is, <laughs> but I find that yeah. fascinating. They still cast like these comedians in these parts. It's, it's, yeah. it's what we were Keeping saying before. The improv troupe is so weird. Yeah. Isn't it? It's, it's like a, I don't know, it's like such a weird like kind of like neo noir thing that he's going for, along with comedy, um, and like casting comedic actors, which I feel like is such a rarity. Like I think, you know, Billy Wilder did it a few times, but like, you know, really in terms of in terms of, you know, noirs and neo noir stuff, you usually get the kind of actors that you expect, you know, in those roles, and this is just like packed with SNL cast members and people known for for comedies and stuff like i think you know with john larroquette like the thing that i i recognized him most from when i first saw this was uh the richie rich movie with uh, macaulay culkin <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i forgot who was in that <laughs> oh, 
but it's it, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to point out, I, 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 again, I want to say Nora Dunn, that final line she says, as she zaps Laura Kett's balls, it's amazing. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, okay, so our next scene, uh, also on the beach, uh, <clears throat> uh, Boxer is uh, dr- drinking from a full six-pack of Bud Lights. Now He's like, I- stabbing him open and pouring them all over himself. Marcus, remind me, is this set up before, or is this just just happening just because of just how odd it is? He's definitely drank Bud Light before this. I don't know if he drank it like this, (laughs) but this is just such a great thing, like incorporating the Rock's wrestling persona into the movie. Like, I I think that's very smart. We'll see more of that, like, at the end of this section. You know what I mean? Oh, so you're saying... He's definitely, like, a beer-drinking guy. Oh, you know what? I never... never I never caught on to that, that this is like a reference to uh, his wrestling days. I guess it makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, you know, this, I want to ask Richard this. Marcus, is it okay if I ask Richard a question? Please, please. <laughs> so we got, we haven't talked about the star of the movie yet. I, w- I want to know your thoughts since we've, we're, we're now, you know, we, we've seen him here. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> The Rock, uh, Southland Tales. I mean, I, I, my quick opinion is like, I, I love The Rock's career um, up to a certain point. Like, I think he did a lot of interesting things in a certain amount of time. This is definitely one of those yeah. moments where I'm like, oh, he's going for something strange and odd. Now, uh, not so much, but still, he's still like super charismatic. And I, I, I do like the guy, honestly. Yeah. But here, it's like I just want your thoughts on like what Dwayne Johnson is doing like uh, in this in this part of his career, and especially in this movie. Like, wh- what are your thoughts on The Rock here? I I really like what he's doing. It's it's so odd because like this is kind of uh, one of the first big things. Like I think after like you know Scorpion King, this is like one of his like early like breaking into Hollywood things. Uh, which is also funny because like he looks like small here yeah. <laughs> uh, comparatively, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I like what he's doing. I think that he, you know, gives uh, you know an interesting performance that is very much kind of like you know the stock action hero character, and I feel like he's kind of having fun with that. But it's also kind of interesting because you know it feels in a way like the film is is kind of you know poking fun a little bit or satirizing the character that you know he would go on to play later uh which is kind of which is kind of interesting um but i i think i i remember uh hearing i watched the the documentary on the um uh arrow blu-ray release and i think that getting him cast was like what secured the the financing uh significant part of the financing for this um and it's just it's it's really interesting because you know, it's not a movie that I think that, you know, his fans at the time would, like, go and see and be excited to see The Rock in. Like, it's very, I don't know, it, it's just, like, it's not something that I think that, like, people who are super into wrestling would, like, oh, yeah, Southland Tales and Rock's <laughs> yeah. in this. Um, yeah. I love the twitchiness that he does, though. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, so weird. And, like, the little, like, finger thing he does in that scene mm-hmm. on the on the beach uh, like that kind of stuff is just like really interesting, and I kind of wish that like he would go back and do more of that. Like there is, I think, often in the movies, like there are points where he allows himself to kind of be demasculated, uh, which I feel like he really doesn't do anymore. Um, and so yeah, I think it's kind of just like an interesting 
weird snapshot of like this early point in his his career before he became like this major action star and he's just kind of like parodying an action star yeah i i i agree and i i have to wonder if like if richard kelly ever does make a prequel or whatever another like a, a continuation of some kind of south end tales if you know, the rock will show up but i don't know if like modern day rock will show up for you know a modern day take on south end tales but who knows maybe yeah. maybe he will part of me thinks that he would. would like i think yeah. that I don't know. I think like he seems like a he seems like a good guy overall. And I feel like since this is a movie that kind of like you know gave him one of his big acting starts, uh, I think. And as far as I've heard, he enjoyed working on it. So it'd be cool to see. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I think like it would it would honestly work so perfectly right now because the way that uh, Kelly wants to do that movie is he wants to uh, in the in the graphic novel there are bits of like telling you like there are like story bits uh preparing you for the movie and then there in between all of those there are pages of a screenplay and it's the screenplay that uh Krista wrote um called The Power and how he wants to make that prequel movie uh uh, uh pray pray to god that it happens is he wants to animate the uh the regular parts of the of the of the book, and then he wants to have the real actors playing, um, uh, the screenplay, acting out the screenplay. So it'd be a mix of animation and live action. And I think the way The Rock looks now, like he looks so much more like what you would imagine Jericho Kane reading that screenplay. Yeah. Ah. like it, it would work honestly really perfectly. It's a good point. Interesting. All right, so. Uh, we can move on. There's kind of just uh, some TV stuff. We got a southern man wielding a rifle and shooting a target before telling people to vote no on Prop 69, a thing that like seemed like kind of outrageous 13 years ago, but could 100% be an ad on TV today. Yeah. There's no reason it couldn't be. I'm, I'm pretty sure that um, was an ad. <laughs> that, 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 that did yeah, happen. Yeah, <laughs> there have definitely been ads. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we see another small clip of that awful animated short. Oh God! Um, yeah, please don't watch it. No, we we, we saw it for an episode. Uh, we don't recommend it. No, uh, recommend. Uh, we, uh, we see uh, George Bush. Uh, there's some footage of him. Uh, Southland Fuel. Uh, Bush hails alternative synergy with latest Trier Mega Zeppelin contract. Uh, this thing that is obviously killing the Earth. Of course, the Republicans would love it. He's speaking <laughs> to Orange County businessmen. Uh, None of there's footage of wildfires, uh, even more uh, destruction happening to the world. This is kind of in the background. Like we have the doomsday cults going out on cruises because they know the world's ending. We've got the wildfires happening, the world slowing down and making people act weird. There's just a bit uh, the 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 title the tidal waves are uh, out of sync and like uh, producing a lot of this like kind of viscous poisonous snuff stuff. That's what killing is this? a lot of the what is the, this moonfall? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Yo. Um, uh, there's the so yeah, there's just like this big convergence of uh, horrible mass destruction um, destruction events happening uh, cl- that clearly telling you the Earth is uh, 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 in shambles. Uh, th- thankfully, that's not happening uh, to us now. No uh, earthquakes being reported all over Santa Monica because of the t- the Trier tidal disruption. So yeah, there's just even more stuff. Um, uh, 
And there's actually, interestingly here, there's footage of the roller coaster that Boxer took in the graphic novel. And oh, I thought that was fascinating. That's interesting. I never noticed it before. Oh, but they hmm. do show pictures of that roller coaster, which is like a pretty big event in the graphic novel. Um, anyway. I mean, credit where credit is due. Like I, I, I'm sure this was in like the cons cut. I don't remember now because like um, I haven't seen all of the cons cut. Well, actually, that's a question I'm, I'm going to ask Richard now. Richard, ha- have you seen that cons cut? I have not. Yeah, I got the the Arrow uh, Blu-ray of it recently, but now I've just rewatched the theatrical so far. Yeah, because I I know in the theatrical cut after the cons cut when he re-edited it, I know he added on in the beginning of the movie a lot of like. Um, uh, exposition and like uh, those like screens you see at the beginning. Um, I want. I, I'm sure what we just saw now that Marcus just uh, described. I'm sure that was in the in the cons cut too. But it seems like what I'm trying to say is Kelly is really good at like expanding this world with like these quick clips and like these like yeah, uh, yeah. um uh you know uh, scrolling news items and all this stuff. I I love it. It, it it's like an excess of information. That really just helps build this world. Yeah, it's stuff that's hard to internalize on your first viewing or whatever, but you still kind of get it. And then as like you watch the movie more, and you're doing what we're doing, like pausing, uh, pausing it scene by scene, and trying to read all this crap. Like uh, it's really just chock full of stuff. Really, really chock full of stuff. Like our guest uh, uh, Brianna Ashby said that it's like this media overload sensation that is one of the major themes of the movie. Like uh, they. They really make it worth it for like people that would be fans of this movie. Um, we got three of them right here. <laughs> um, okay. So here we go. Uh, Abilene, big, another big scene. Abilene, he feels a premonition. He puts down his, uh, his, uh, Newsweek, uh, and he, uh, he mounts a sniper rifle, aims it in on the beach where he sees rock boxer. <laughs> okay. And here, this one, <laughs> this is one of my favorite things from this section. Boxer is still drinking his six pack of beer. Uh, and just out of nowhere, he says, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) This is is great. (laughs) Not talking to anybody, just saying that. I really, I love that. (laughs) When the sniper rifle zooms in on him. Uh, (laughs) Um, so, uh, Starla, uh, comes up to him, yells at him from across the way, uh, refers to him as Jericho Kane, uh, and now we're kind of back to, uh, Boxer trying to fight, like, his split personality, you could call it, um, but, but it seems like in this section, he's, like, playing Jericho Kane. It doesn't seem like he really thinks he is Jericho Kane here. Yeah. But... This yeah, this part in particular, but, yeah. I, I want to praise The Rock's performance. It's like it's like really good. I mean, I, I know he's great in this movie, right? But like this scene in yeah. particular, he's like he's like great, great. He's like oh, th- like this is why mm-hmm. uh, I think like he, he's he has a potential. Of, like sure, he's like a great big action star, like we said, you know already. Sure, it's been said a lot, but still, like he he's capable of delivering like great performances, and I think he does so here. Like when he goes back and forth between like that like uh, finger twitching. Uh, you know, his, yeah. his persona than like the action yeah. star he like con- you know converts himself into. I know we already talked about it a lot, but do, do, do you do you have a personal favorite uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson performance, Richard? Because that's a thing we've talked about a lot on this show. Oh man, ask uh, him, I guess. Let me think. Let me think for a minute. 
Um, I do, I do really like his performance in this. Um, it's probably Hobbs and Fast Five. Sure. Yeah. Um, that that so far has been the dominating answer. I'm the lone holdout who says Southland Tales. <laughs> yeah, and I'm it's Southland Tales is in my it's in my top five. It's, it's or top three. Absolutely. It's Hobbs yeah. uh, and then uh, um, Pain and Gain, Maui and Moana, and then Southland Maui. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's Pain and Gain. Then I think Hobbs, and then Moana. I think I think those are my those are my top three. Hmm. Okay. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Get it on record. So now everybody All knows. Right. Uh, so, so, okay. So Starla's yelling at him, telling him he must board the Mega Zeppelin to find the hidden secret in the Baron's private chamber. It's a dead body from the desert that was found in Boxer's car. At this point, uh, she uh, it seems like Starla has kind of resigned to her death, uh, knowing that she's being, re- uh, being watched right now. So uh, in her... Uh, in her, in her last desperate act, uh, she says, remember me, my love. And then she uh, <laughs> pulls, up, pulls out the gun and uh, demands to suck Boxer's dick. <laughs> uh, uh, she threatens to kill herself if she can't do it. Um, Boxer, uh, and this is where Boxer kind of adds a third layer to his character where he pur- he purposefully embodies Jericho Kane here to... Uh, to like agree to do it he says like well, yeah uh i'm jericho king we're gonna go to this uh hot hotel i know around the corner and then she kind of she notices the sniper rifle turns the gun towards boxer which i don't quite understand why she does that but then she just uh, uh gets blown away by private abilene uh and uh again like i brought up brianna ashby earlier how she mentioned that the the the, the deaths in this movie are treated comically like there's the character who got blown away onto the toilet uh kenny and then uh uh here we have uh her getting blasted by a sniper rifle after this ridiculous conversation about wanting to suck boxer's dick <laughs> like uh that's i don't know i just think that's kind of uh, an interesting part anything to say here guys well i don't, I, don't know. I, I agree i think it's interesting because like you know the, the world is ending so then you know, every every kind of death leading up to it is kind of rendered meaningless because it's like, well, they're going to mm-hmm. die in the end. So then it becomes kind of just like this entertaining element, I think. Yeah, yeah. Even the even the 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 double murder, where yeah. the, the the police like uh, how the they have the squibs go off like just a couple seconds after the yeah. real gunshot. And like, there's just that little pause and it's really funny. Nana Mae Frost, she's on her earpiece or trailing Zora and Bart on the way to meet Krista. Now, uh, her license plate is Krista 69. Uh, she's blonde, five, four, 110 pounds. I she's driving in her Lamborghini, I, I, drinking her energy drink. I wrote that down too. Blonde, five, four, 110 pounds. I wrote that down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good to have. Yeah. Um, so this, this is like a kind of like a joyous scene here. Like, even though we have Nana Mae Frost watching over it, it's just like, uh, the gals driving around in their Lamborghinis and, uh, and drinking energy drinks and stuff. And they're clearly having the time of their lives, uh, convertibles. Um, so her other, her other friends are in a Mustang convertible with the now logo on the hood and the hustler logo on the side. Um, 
And then uh, the music's getting really powerful there. It's like a really uh, bump, like really good beat to it. Moby's music in this is fantastic. Moby sucks. His music's great. <laughs> yeah, Moby uh, the person sucks, but yes. his music, pretty good. Pr- pretty good. Okay, so Krista's friends uh, watch Krista's back as she feeds the tape into the Marxist holes or whips out a baton to do something. Oh, yeah, to fight. Zora shows up uh, at the bar that they're at where the Marxist uh, drop hole is. They uh, She whips out like a baton and starts like whipping it around and stuff. I love and, it. And uh, Krista. Krista asks a guy in the bar uh, to protect her and he does that that guy looks a lot like richard kelly to me i don't know if it's him but no i don't know it's not richard kelly it's not it looks like him though doesn't it no i i would have said oh it's richard kelly if it was richard kelly it, it, it can't be richard kelly well it, it looks like him come on that's all i'm saying uh so she beats the shit out of that guy uh <laughs> the girls run out and oh. bart fires into the air getting shot so tries to fire the sniper but gets shot first okay, okay. a few a few notes on this um, yes. I love that when Sherry O'Terry like flips the baton, like twirls it or whatever, like makes a show of it. She hits the chair beside her. <laughs> and, <laughs> I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, which is hilarious. <laughs> like, I watched this uh, portion a few times today, and each time that happened, I laughed. Uh, and also, like the background actress, like to her, like right, also like reacts to it like it like it just happened like <laughs> by accident. So I, I love that moment. Um. And then, and then, yeah, and then these deaths again. I said earlier, uh, uh, John Levitt is like a badass here for like a quick second. Like he pulls out his gun in the mm-hmm. bar, and then later he like uh, gets on top of that table, you know, shoots the gun in the air, and then he gets blasted. Like it, it's like that squib is like straight from like RoboCop. It's like so big and so bloody. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I I love it. And then Cherry Terry, you know, dies shortly thereafter. And it, I, I think they these two deaths are like greatly executed uh pardon the pun but yeah i i, I it's a really really fun action yeah scene, that yeah one. you have any thoughts on this richard yeah i mean basically what you guys said like i feel like it's it's very over the top i also love uh sherry terry's like outfit it's kind of just like uh almost like one of those like you know like 80s like action meets like sword and sorcery kind of like outfits with the baton it's just like a really interesting get up i think that kind of just like makes her seem like she's like this badass like warrior woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, yeah her her outfit is really cool um okay yeah so now zora and bart are dead unfortunately uh Boxer is called by Fortunio, who tells him to meet up with him uh, just down the beach a ways. Uh, we got another TV ad here in Naname's office. Uh, <laughs> Jihad Jokers, Al-Qaeda training camp discovered 70 men captured by U.S. forces. And City of Tustin reports record sales of sex toys. <laughs> That's the news. And then... Uh, Okay, and now here we here's something uh, kind of interesting. So on the on her screens in her office, Nana Mae Frost, uh, she's a uh, she's watching uh, these people at the beach that are partying and stuff, and she specifically notices um, the man with the red mohawk. Uh, yeah, who? Yeah, uh, he's vomiting on the beach, <laughs> and if if I remember this correctly reading from i believe the av club article that came out last year about the movie really great article richard kelly says that um 
I think he says that he was just another guy that was supposed to be an extra on the beach, but then he like really did throw up, and so he <laughs> gave him a bigger role. Yeah, which um, I, I, that's I'm I'm glad you brought that up, Marcus, because I was like, is that the guy who's in like other scenes? It was like in a scene like yeah. after that. It's like why it it's such an odd thing, and I'm I'm glad I know the backstory now. But it's it, so hilarious that moment of like yeah. him throwing up on screen, and then her um, yeah. who is it? Um, what's the actress's name? Nana Miranda Nana. Miranda Richardson. Uh, yeah, Miranda Richardson. Miranda Richardson. Her her reaction is priceless. Like she's, uh, uh, yeah. I I wonder how Kelly shot that. Whether like. See, like whether he said, "Okay, uh, Miranda, you're pretending like you're seeing somebody throw up," or if he actually showed that footage to her. <laughs> Either way, yeah. it works. See, there's another part about that. Exactly what you just said. How she kind of acts like kind of revolted by what she's seeing on the screen, right? Uh huh. And Richard Kelly says there's another layer to that, where she. It's not just that she's kind of feeling sick about watching the guy throw up it's that she's um she's kind of getting feelings uh about him that like uh are unexplainable but basically what they amount to are that is the man that shoots and kills her later in her office So she feels so Richard Kelly says that like she's kind of getting like a little bit of like a this kind of premonition or whatever feeling (laughs) off of this guy (laughs) (laughs) something bad's going to happen with him. (laughs) Uh, Richard Kelly is a genius. He's a he's a he's a he's a genius. (laughs) He fought everything out, man. No, okay, every single Uh, little goddamn thing out. I wanna I wanna preface this with saying all with all love Richard Kelly I swear okay, but it's it's either he thought of that all throughout like what well, filming it it's like okay like this guy's gonna kill her later on it's like it's a premonition it's like she's sensing something or like it just happened by accident and then he goes oh you know what that's why she's reacting that way because he, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but either way I, I I'm I'm so happy he makes that connection. Whether it's like completely true or not, it's it's there. And now I'm thinking about it, and yeah. now I'm like, yes, it's genius. <laughs> yeah, like it just clearly like shows like yeah, even if he didn't actually intend for that to be something uh, in the movie, it's like he he still thinks about this all the time, and he made that connection himself. It's either one of those two things, either he's a master who has. Uh, really thought out this way too much, or he's spent the last uh, fifteen years in agony, uh, rewatching his movie over and over, uh, and making new meanings for himself in his head. And either way, I love it. Um, we 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 need to get him that funding for his uh for his prequel. It needs to yeah. happen. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So yeah, this is the final uh scene. Oh gosh! Excuse me. These topo chicos. Are you emotional? Made me drink. Oh god! See? No, it's it's those topo chicos. <laughs> You're just gassing to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I apologize, everybody. <laughs> Richard, I am so sorry. No, no uh, worries. <laughs> okay, so we're on the final scene of this section, and yes, I am a little emotional. I never want to see an episode end. I have too much fun here. But uh, I, I keep so, telling you, Marcus, we can't do six-hour episodes. I have to do things I, I, other than this. Marcelo, 
Just, just check off a whole day that's like, <laughs> this is Marcelo and Marcus's six-hour marathon. We watch Southland Tales twice in a row. No. <laughs> and, Can't do that. And record over it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So the scene is here. Boxer... Uh, comes to Fortunio uh, by his request, and we find out here that uh, Fortunio uh, and his goons lured him there. It's double cross. Uh, to his, yeah, he's double crossing him because uh, Fortunio has been a part of Krista's plan to uh, uh, bilk like a hundred thousand dollars or something, or maybe a billion dollars out of Boxer to make this fake movie, and then they're just going to pocket the money and run. But actually, Fortunio is really looking at the bigger money and he's on as J- Justin Timberlake says as private Abilene says uh, Fortunio was on the Baron's payroll all along his orders were to deliver the specimen to Trier Plaza before sundown now the the wording of the specimen is really interesting to me hmm specimen because uh, and, and and they inject him with food karma and put him in the ambulance but they call him a specimen and I I don't know if there's a definitive answer to this or not, or if it's a thing that even could be answered, but like, do we think that which boxer is this? Is this the boxer that was created, brought here from another timeline? Which boxer died? Is Which boxer is oh this? Oh my God. I really, so it's a fascinating idea. We have to, okay. I, I It happens on every episode where yeah. I ask, you know what I'm going to ask Marcus. I'm going to ask once again, what happened, you know, bef- you know, pre-movie, like wh- <laughs> what happened in the desert? We've read the graphic novel. We read the graphic novel. <laughs> and now, Richard, I'm going to ask you as a guest. I mean, honestly, whether we figure it out or not, whether, you know, it, there's a logical answer doesn't really matter, but I'm just curious. And I'm also curious of what you think, Richard, of like, what exactly happened in the desert? Like, or, or, or is it something that you, re- you you don't really think about? Like, is it, it does it, do you, uh, do you have your own answer with what happened? Cause like, do you, do you even want answers? <laughs> I know it's, it's like another, it's like, do you even want question. it like, too? Yeah. Cause that, that is honestly a thing I reckon with sometimes too, is like, do I want these answers? I'm getting them. And sometimes they're nice. Sometimes they're like, eh, kind of ruin the mystery a bit. How, how, how do you feel, Richard? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure what happened. Um, you know, I I do think that this boxer is not the original boxer. Ah, you do. Okay. But you know, in terms of the specifics, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure. Um, I guess that would explain his amnesia. Yeah, wouldn't it? I think so. Well, yeah. well, then if that's the case, then why is like Ronald and Roland like? Do they have similar? Like, is, is one of them? Well, I think one of them does have amnesia, right? Well, well then what about the other one? Or they, do they both have amnesia? Marcus, I'm asking they you. both do, ah. but I think one of them has it because of the fluid karma injections ah. fucking with them. I think like every time I ask this, it just app, it, it, it just at when we end up asking more questions than, than originally intended. Yeah. It's, it, it and that's great. It's, it's a Pandora's box. I, I, yeah, I love, I love having something to eternally chase. And so, yeah, uh, Richard, uh, is, is that something that you want to chase? Do you want this information? <laughs> Do you want to listen to our podcast? Where we try to break it down. 
we have a podcast be, for I'd you. I'd be interested. <laughs> I'd be interested in, in, in knowing. Uh, yeah, what you guys think? Uh, I feel like it's uh, when it goes back to that. It's the two roads diverge. Uh, poem that it's referred to. I think with with boxer uh, or the road not taken. Uh, when he like travels on that road at first, uh, and then like something happens, right? The, the the vehicle explodes, and then there's a burned up body inside, which is the other boxer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe so. Yeah, and then so, I yeah, I think it's a different boxer. I, like I think that the boxer who's burned up is is the is the original one, or I think that the one that we watch in this one is the this this new one. Yeah. yeah and and that thought of like of um of like which one is the 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 real one quote unquote like that really didn't come to mind until marcus brought it up earlier so now marcus you're giving me more things to think about and it seems to happen on, it, it, on every episode of this show it really wasn't until i thought of this that i or like until I was reading it here that that he said the specimen specifically that I even thought that I even bothered to question it. Mm. Like there are so many layers to this movie that there are big questions I don't even think about. And that's that's just something so cool, so precious. Where how 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 do you find those things in life? <laughs> and on that note, is that the end of the chapter? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. That's the last thing. Okay. He goes up in the ambulance. He's knocked out. I I love the the how like uh, chaotic and how much ha- has happened in this chapter, the deaths and everything, and like um, the rock getting captured, his character getting captured. Um, nice cliffhanger for the next episode. But um, a- a- as we wrap up, I want to ask Richard um, at least one more thing. Let's talk about that ending, because I think that ending is for sure along the same lines of like what's happening or like yada 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 um just your general thoughts richard of the ending of south end tales not of the chapter of like the movie um like what mm. what are your thoughts on on that what, like what does your soul tell you about the ending of that movie i feel like that they there's some kind of like a dimensional rift that happens um i don't necessarily think it's like uh an apocalyptic scenario in which everybody dies i think that like Basically, I think that they like remake the world in the end when when Roland and Ronald, you know, touch and we see that light. I think that they kind of are giving birth to a new world in another dimension. Ah, it's beautiful. That's something I've never thought about. Again, coming. I mean, uh, uh, this show is great because like every episode, like I said, like something new comes up that I've never thought about. Um, so that I've never thought about. I always just assumed, and Marcus, you've, you, uh, we've talked about this before with other guests and just on our own. It's like I, I just assumed it was just the end. Like that's the end of the world. But now I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe there is credence to what Richard just said. Cause like really anything could have happened. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But see, to me, like I've always read that ending as feeling like hopeful and optimistic uh, you know, rather than being uh, a downer, you know. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Like they they present it in such a beautiful way, like uh, that it's like is Martin Kefauver's fate that he shoots that rocket and he just falls to his death uh, by his own 
by his own will. The brothers are coming together. Like there is, there is something beautiful about it. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I've always just like kind of thought in terms of, you know, the whole theme of there being duplicates and amnesia. Like for me, I've always kind of wondered if, you know, what if it's, it's remaking the world, but people, you know, don't remember what's happened before. And so they have essentially like a clean slate to not make the same kind of mistakes, you know, that, that landed people in the situation that we see here. Um, you know, kind of a, a, a rebirth of sorts, both like physical and, uh, you know, psychological. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that. I love that thought. Um, I mean, it's again with this podcast series. Uh, I I'm never gonna gonna cross that line that Marcus has crossed of like him putting this as, as his number one movie of all time. Marcus, it's never gonna happen. I'm not asking. You to, I'm, not, I'm not asking you. To. <laughs> I will never That's be like you, Marcus. <laughs> but still, like, uh, uh, and and I I was joking about this like uh, what feels like two hours ago when Marcus and I recorded the intro. It's like I I I do admit that like even before starting the series, like I always thought this movie was just good, but like now breaking it down like this, it it becomes like greater and greater with like every little piece we unwrap and like every little detail we find, um, and I can't imagine a lot of other movies being like this deep. Uh, maybe there are, and I'm just dumb, but like this one is is good for what we're doing, and that we're just breaking it down in a way where, with every level, with every layer we unwrap, it's like it's it gets better and better. Marcus disagrees. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, yeah, this movie rocks. Uh, I love the movie. Uh, I love you, Richard, for coming on the show. Marcelo, you're the love of my life. <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you all for listening. Marcus is trying to wrap up the show. <laughs> you know, I'll do it, Mark. <laughs> Richard, thank you for coming on. <laughs> and yeah, thank you guys for having me. Genuinely, this was a joy. We don't yes. we don't want to keep yes, you here for you another so you know hour which which is like yeah, these episodes run way too long but we're gonna end it here um, before we go. Um, oh, quickly, do you have any final thoughts on just South End Tales before we go? Anything we might have missed, you know, just to wrap up the show? Um, yeah, I just, you know, I, I think that this is such a, a fascinating movie. And every time I, I watch it, I, you know, find something new or find a different scene that uh, I think is might be my favorite. Um, I think that there's also, like, a lot of, like, allusions to other uh religions and historical figures in this too which i don't know if you guys have touched on in previous episodes but like just in terms of, of this scene in general um you know when 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 krista leaves zora she walks by this like giant uh stat golden statue of buddha uh and then the the, the hole that she puts the videotape in uh has frederick Douglass's face on it and so like i feel like all of those things are intentional and yet i haven't you know, yet being able to kind of parse through exactly why he chose, why Richard Kelly chose, you know, those figures or to place them there. But I think that, you know, there's a lot of really interesting, like, historical layers to this film. Uh, like, I, like, I, somehow I feel like 
you know, there's a there's a way to explain the history of the entire world, you know, through this <laughs> through this movie, just through the <laughs> kind of like allusions to historical and religious figures that that he's making. Oh yeah, uh, it's something. Uh, I don't think we've touched too much on it, right, Marcus? Or like we 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 may have done like surface level like readings of like the biblical text, but I know there's a lot more we, we can do. Yeah. I, I wish we were smarter about religion or <laughs> had found that religious expert who also loves Southland tales. Yeah. I think, us. yeah, I think it was, it may have been an off mic conversation, but I think we, at one point said we need to find somebody along those lines. Like to, to, we do. Yeah. We do. Yeah. We really do. Cause they, they would add so much. Um, uh, because like the ta- the tattoos on boxer's chest and back, like those are those are meaningful to the movie. There's just uh, I don't know. There's so much. There is so much out there to discover uh, from Southland Tales. And in future episodes, <laughs> in future episodes, we'll we'll dig into it. Uh, but for now, we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. Uh, b- b- before we sign off, Richard, I just would like to say I just sent you every single link to all of the things that are have the. <laughs> I sent you the hardcover trade, the soft cover trade. I sent you all the solo uh, bits and the t-shirt. Really appreciate so, it. Thank you. Thank yes, you. There you go. And speaking of links, Richard, before we go, plugs. Is there anything you want to promote? Yes. Uh, is, yes. Uh, is there somewhere you want people to find you online? Let me preface it that way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just uh, go ahead. You, the floor is yours. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm on Twitter uh, at Richard L. Newby. Um, and I share all my, my work there. Um, I also wrote a collection of short horror stories called We Make Monsters Here. Um, and that is available on Amazon. Um, and the link for that is also on my Twitter page. There you go. Perfect. Do that, folks. Fantastic. Yes. Thank you again, Richard. This was fun. Um, glad you came on. Uh, and again... Another another mind opening episode of Have an Ice Apocalypse, and now we're gonna wrap up the show, mm-hmm. right, Marcus? Is there anything I've I've, I've forgotten? Follow Marcus uh, over at Gunkblader at G U N K B O A D E R. I hate you so much, Marcelo. <laughs> Talk from society. You're an awful person. Um, so let's close out the show with our catchphrase. Hey, have hey, a nice. have a nice apocalypse. apocalypse. Bye, everybody. I just bought Richard's book on Amazon.